Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, and welcome to episode number 255 of Amber on Podcast. This show is all about doing more good for you and more good for more people. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, I share the results from the longest study on human development and how you can use the findings to improve your quality of life. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the show. Every Thursday, I release a new episode, and I would love to have you join me. Now, let's get down to the good stuff, and let's start the show. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about relationships. It started with work relationships, how much I value those I have, and how I can ensure I have more of them in the future. Then I started thinking about the health of my personal relationships. How can I be more intentional and prioritize the people who let my light shine? And what is the value in doing so? All of the relationships we have deeply impact the way we present ourselves to the world and our quality of life. The saying, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with, is true and has now been backed by over 80 years of research on human development. This research, conducted by the Harvard Medical School, started in 1938 and is still ongoing. Detailed information about the study is summarized in a book written by two of the study's researchers, Robert Waldinger and Mark Schultz. The name of the book is called The Good Life. Most of the information I'm sharing with you today comes directly from this book, which is a must read for anyone interested in optimizing their life for wellness and longevity. The Grant study, also known as the Harvard Study of Adult Development, followed the lives of over 700 people. Most of the people they studied were men, but as the years went on, they also included women and descendants of the original participants. They followed the lives of the participants and had regular check-ins to track social history, intellectual functioning, academic achievement, personality assessment, psychological well-being, physiological and medical information, and biographical data. The results are unequivocal, that a good life is built with good relationships. But it's not just our personal relationships. The relationships we have at work are just as important and have a significant impact on our quality of life. Loneliness is an epidemic. Even people who might seem happy and engaged can be suffering from loneliness. Just because we are around people doesn't mean we don't feel lonely. Being alone isn't the same as being lonely. Loneliness is when you feel a lack of connection, and the more lonely you feel, the less likely you are to reach out to people. According to the research, if we feel disconnected from others at work, that means we feel lonely for the majority of our waking hours, which is a major health concern, because loneliness increases our risk of death as much as smoking or obesity. If we find ourselves feeling lonely at work, it's up to us to create opportunities for social connection in any way we can. For example, parents raising kids at home might feel lonely, but they can create an opportunity for connection by planning a play date or a visit to a local park, which can be restorative. For warehouse workers, there may be opportunities to connect before or after shifts. For a gig worker, like someone who is driving for Uber or delivering groceries, small interactions with others can be opportunities for positive feelings and moments of relief from loneliness. The research explained in The Good Life highlights that we are primarily social animals, but we receive little to no guidance on how to cultivate social relationships in childhood and adult development. 
Basic education includes the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. But the Harvard researchers agree that there should be a fourth R included in basic education for relationships, citing that we are not born with the need for the three R's, but we are born with the need to connect with other people. This need is fundamental to a flourishing life. According to the researchers, curriculum based on social fitness should be taught to children and be a central consideration in public policy, right alongside diet, exercise, and other health recommendations. In addition, researchers say making social fitness central to health education is increasingly important because of rapidly developing social technologies like social media. How we develop our relationships at work and our opportunity to do so is integral to our health and is something that should be prioritized in the workplace to encourage health and wellness for employees. Positive relationships have a health benefit. Hundreds of studies show this, including the Harvard study. Courses in social and emotional learning are being tested in schools with a focus on helping people learn self-awareness, identity, how to manage emotions, and hone their relationship skills. Compared with students not getting this education, students have better relationships with peers, better academic performance, fewer conduct problems, less drug use, and less emotional distress. This shows that the emphasis on relationships pays off. There are also programs researching this effect on adults in workplaces and community centers. The findings are clear. Good relationships keep us happier, healthier, and help us live longer. This information might be eye-opening for some, but the good news is it's never too late to change. You can change at any point in your life, no matter how old you are or where you are on your journey. We don't know what is coming in our life. We don't know what challenges will confront us, but we know they will come. What's important to remember is the good life is not found by leisure and ease. It's from facing challenges and fully inhabiting the moments of our lives as we learn how to love and how to be open to being loved. The good life is not a destination. It is the journey itself and the people who are on the journey with you. Week by week, year by year, you decide what relationships you cultivate. Being more connected to others gives you the opportunity to feel more fulfilled so you can do more good for you and more good for more people. There are tons of gems in this book. Again, it's called The Good Life, so check it out if you want to learn more. Many thanks to Robert Waldinger and Mark Schultz for sharing this wisdom. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a review or share this episode with a friend. If you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe. And please join me next week for another conversation about living your best life and doing more good. Thank you. Love you.